faithwire.com. Thousands of Afghan Christian refugees are being evacuated right now, thanks to a very unlikely source. Today's Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros, and we'll have this story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faith Wire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them all from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. We're here every day. We'd love to have you with us joining me. As always, he's forced to be here every day. Trey Gones Phillips <laughs> from faithwire.com. How's it going, Trey? It's good. I was going to say, you know, you and I have to be here every day. Yeah, so we, we have just to. need to. The more, the merrier. Yeah. So everybody else just needs to join in. So <laughs> If right, we have to go the... through all this crazy news of the day, then you have to be here with us. That's part of the bargain. Exactly. Someone else has to suffer with us. <laughs> but, you know, not all of it is not bad all, news. Not we're all. Gonna, we're going to end on a couple good stories. Um, so, uh, number two, we're going to talk about another private sector effort uh, to evacuate Americans and Afghan allies from Afghanistan. Uh, then there's a great update on the like now world famous series, The Chosen, yeah. really has just kind of taken uh, taken the world by storm. I mean, it's all, in all kinds of countries. Uh, and then a 90-year-old man from Tennessee is sharing the details of his miraculous survival. He lives in a mobile home uh, and and survived uh, just flooding that he said was up to his shoulders. Uh, and he credits all of that to God. So we'll, like I said, we'll be ending on on some really cool stories. I love that guy. His his story is so great. We have the clip coming up too. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. You're definitely gonna and like his that. accent. His accent just makes it all the better. Yeah. I don't know, you know. No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Great way to end the <laughs> end the podcast today. But we start on a obviously more difficult topic, and that's what's going on in Afghanistan. But another a small positive there happening right now as stirring images showing a tarmac full of Christian, Afghan Christians, it was on social media this morning, not mainstream media, you won't you won't get this story there because most of them have ignored it. And I think once you know some of the details behind the story, you're not going to be shocked as to why they're not really focusing on it. Well, so here are the three things you need to know about the story. Starting number one, the details. While we slept, the Nazarene Fund was busy loading planes. This was the second plane load of Afghan Christian refugees leaving Kabul. That was the update from uh, national radio host Glenn Beck, which included a very touching picture to go along with the news that scores of Afghan Christians were being led to safety. Beck is a he's a known conservative, so therefore it's kind of very opinionated, so it's Unsurprising that the media wouldn't really bother to uh, go go uh, report on that one widely. Uh, a quick Google search by yours truly earlier today revealed just a couple of sources mentioned it, but really not many even blog mentions or anything at all. And it's it's a great angle on one of the biggest stories already on the planet. So you know you have to. I think you got to really harbor some pretty irrational sort of partisan bickering or politics or hatred or whatever to ignore something like this but i digress beck's uh his calls for people to get involved through the nazarene fund were met with an astounding response a few days ago and over a period of three days beck's audience had donated over 22 million dollars to the fund uh, to help evacuate those afghan christian refugees he told uh, beck's staff told faithwire that total donations have now ballooned to 28.6 million And I mean, it's a stunning number and it comes with absolutely no help from the media, as I said, uh, spreading the word. And for that matter, I mean, even even like blogs and stuff didn't really cover it. So 
But uh, as you can see from the posts on Beck's pages right now, he just he he just posted another one. The third flight had taken off, I guess, a little while ago, and um, you can actually see hundreds, probably maybe even over a thousand uh, Afghan Christians who are getting onto this plane. And Beck said that the number is going to be about is about twelve hundred so far who have been evacuated out out of Afghanistan, and um, and so just a great story there. And uh, observation number two, aside from the facts here, I mean, I, I just want to zero in Trey on this lack of media coverage because it really is something yeah. else. I think it was the Independent, which is UK, and then <laughs> Yahoo News were the only two that I saw even mention the story and. You know, by contrast, Rachel Maddow a few days ago went very viral for a segment on one of those uh, Afghan interpreters, a story that we covered here on the podcast as well. And it's a great story to be sure. But but in this case, Glenn and his audience are the story. You know, the yeah. fact that they care, the fact that they're giving money, they're actually getting people out. I mean, it's just a it's crazy. It's a remarkable angle. And so you have to wonder what is the motive for just not do they just not know? Have they not seen it? Do they just not care or they just try to ignore it? Or, or could it be because that sort of a story bucks so many narratives? I mean, we hear it all the time that conservatives are racist, they're greedy, selfish, afraid of immigrants, et cetera, et cetera, on and on. That perhaps they'd rather just not have that glaring contradict or, uh, contradiction out there uh, to the narrative. So maybe it's that. I don't know. But uh, maybe as more planes are kind of seen rescuing people maybe the media will start to jump on the bandwagon sometimes they do uh but until then i mean it looks like we're gonna it looks like we're not gonna get much reporting on that so so why does it matter here number three uh, you know as glenn pointed out in his in his instagram video from yesterday proverbs twenty four eleven, which reads rescue those who are being taken away to death hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter so so we should feel convicted on this matter. I mean, that's just one verse that's a convicting verse as we see people uh, suffering there. But, um, you know, another thought crossed my mind. I mean, you've probably heard some form of this, Trey, over the years, but not to use any power is a sin. To omit to do anything that we can do is a crime. He who neglects to save a life kills. So it's kind of a another version of the Dietrich Bonhoeffer famous quote. Um, so, you know, just food for thought there for... Yeah. being concerned about these Christians out there in Afghanistan. And uh, the Nazarene Fund did say that they expect to have about 7,000 Christians in total evacuated when they're all said and done. Um, you can go to the NazareneFund.org if you want to contribute to that cause. Yeah, it's really incredible to see, one, how much money that uh, <laughs> yes, the Nazarene Fund through Glenn Beck's audience was able yes. to raise in just three days. I mean, that's just is astounding. Yeah. Uh, and is, is a story all on its own. Um, but, you know, I think, too, one of the things that Glenn mentioned that we need to be praying for, and I think it's a, a I'm glad he mentioned it on his Instagram post, is praying not just obviously for what the Nazarene Fund is doing and for the Christians they're evacuating, but also for the neighboring ally countries that they're yeah. sending them to. Because uh, not all of them are coming to the U.S. A lot of them, I think probably even the majority of them will end up going to neighboring countries. Right. And he said just to be praying for them because essentially these countries are putting up, you know, a target on their backs uh, because they're taking in refugees who are who are fleeing Afghanistan and who are certainly likely to speak out against the Taliban. 
Um, so, you know, that's, that's just, that's putting the, the country in harm's way in addition, of course, to the Afghan refugees who are right. already in harm's way. Um, so certainly be praying for, for that, that this effort of, of rescuing 7,000 believers, uh, I think by the end of the week, isn't that right, Dan, is, is what their goal is at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, yeah. It just depends on how everything goes on the ground. Cause it is obviously chaotic there, but, but yeah, there, but there so, is that August 31st deadline too. So. Yeah, definitely be praying for for them. And Biden, I, I believe, said either late yesterday or early today uh, that he plans to, you know, he's he's not going to push back against that August thirty first deadline. Yeah. Um, so definitely be praying that this this effort goes off without a hitch, and that others like it do as well. And we'll talk about another one in this coming up story, uh, number two. Uh, so a private sector team, uh, just similar to the Nazarene Fund, uh, is working to evacuate American citizens. Just This one's not uh, catered directly to Afghan Christian refugees, uh, but American citizens and then vulnerable Afghan allies uh, from the country. Uh, but that effort has reportedly been stonewalled by the Biden administration. Uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start with the details. Number one, so Washington, D.C.-based lobbyist Robert Strike, he first organized the operation and he told the Daily Caller that he and his team have reached out to the White House dozens and dozens of times since August 14th, but have yet to receive a response from anyone in President Biden's administration. Strike and former Republican Congressman and U.S. Navy SEAL Scott Taylor uh, are using donor funding to arrange flights from Kabul to nearby countries for around the same price as commercial flights were costing prior to uh, the calamitous exit uh, earlier this month. Uh, so the operation is intended to safely evacuate Americans and Afghan allies, like I said, uh, who worked alongside the United States uh, but are now trapped in the, the Taliban-ruled country. And so while Strike praised the UK and South Africa for their awesome and heroic actions in getting people out of Afghanistan, he rebuked the White House for failing to take swifter action. Uh, he said, what I'm witnessing every day is the very best and the very worst of America. I have seen the humanity of private citizens who are contacting me and pledging their time, money, and in some cases their lives to bring our citizens and these Afghan patriots out of harm's way while at the same time personally experiencing the Biden administration's abject failure to protect its citizens and those Afghans who fought and worked alongside of us. He went on to slam the White House for its, quote, morally reprehensible, end quote, exit from Afghanistan and for its reported stonewalling uh, of those uh, like him in the private sector who are, are wanting to partner with the government. Uh, so number two is an observation here. It's really something that in addition to just kind of bungling the entire exit and that's kind of a bipartisan opinion at this point hmm. the white house is apparently not cooperating with good samaritans like strike and taylor uh in the private sector who want to who want to come alongside and and help uh taylor said he's been bombarded not only with calls from people in afghanistan who are eager to to take him up on the offer to to leave the country uh, but he's also heard from donors who are ready to pour money into the initiative if it can get off the ground uh, but he said he can't get a hold of anyone at the White House to help coordinate getting the flights into Kabul. Uh, so why does it matter, number three? We talked about this yesterday. As Christians, we have an obligation to care about those who are hurting and vulnerable. Dan, you talked about that in your previous story. Uh, scripture tells us that in caring for those who have, uh, who have the least in this world, uh, it's as if we 
cared for God directly. And Matthew 25, Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, uh, you did for me. So I think that's just is, is a perfect uh, scripture for for this situation. Obviously, if you if you don't have the resources to give, uh, certainly be praying. And if you do have the resources, you can, like Dan said, donate to the Nazarene Fund uh, and look out for stories like this, like what Taylor and Strike are doing. Uh, and then just donate to charities like Operation Blessing, Samaritan's Purse, who are who are partnering with other organizations who are there uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah, and the crazy thing about that story too, Trey, is if I'm not mistaken, the White House said they did get those calls. So they, it's not like they said, well, we didn't hear from them. We we're overwhelmed yeah. here. They said, yeah, yeah, we heard from him. Just didn't, uh, didn't get back to him. Yeah. Like, Strike said, uh, he said, I've, uh, he received confirmation from the white house. He didn't say what the, which staff or who it was, but he said, we did receive confirmation from the white house that they did get our calls. Uh, but they're just, they're not really rushing to get back to him on it, which is crazy. <laughs> busy I'm busy crazy. making TikTok videos still or, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> staff's I mean, all tied up to social media for that. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah, there are there are so there are some good things happening. Still chaotic, yeah. and it's going to be a crazy week because that August thirty first deadline, especially for Americans, going. I would imagine that airports getting airtight after um, the deadline passes, and we can't yeah. really, you know, allegedly not have a presence there. Yeah, without the well, Taliban I mean, going through on their threats, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I I would think that's kind of a doomsday for a lot of people there in Afghanistan. So this tense week ahead. Yeah. It seems like it's probably going to get a little bit more chaotic before it gets better, but uh, yeah. prayerfully, uh, prayerfully we'll get a lot of uh, Christian refugees out. Uh, and then of course, all of our American uh, citizens back home safely. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's go to uh, story number three here. Uh, the largest funded multi-season TV series about Jesus just announced another update. Here are three things you need to know about this story, starting with number one, the details. The Chosen, a multi-season look at the life of Jesus Christ, continues to grow in popularity and it shows no signs of slowing down. Season one, which was released back in 2019, it's now available in 90 languages. And there's a key reason why that that matters is not just some tech feat. We'll get into that in just a second. But season two premiered back on Easter, and that one's able to be viewed in 30 languages. So creators of the series are hoping to film season three this year with a with a release date in 2022. Executive producer Daryl Eves uh, says his goal is for one billion people to view the show. We're, he said, we're going to get it out to a billion people, and we won't stop at anything until Jesus comes. He said, that's the only thing that'll stop us if Jesus comes. So they're going to keep trying. Um, but their goal is to reach 1 billion viewers. And so that's why the different translations are critical because, uh, as Eve says, it is vital. If you're going to reach that many people, you need to have lots of translations, obviously. Um, yep. Because that's one, what is it? One sixth, one seventh of the whole planet. Uh, and he said, from day one, when we realized that we wanted to get this out to a billion people, we had to figure out an international play, uh, you know, basically a strategy. And he said, and the best way to go about uh, international is to make the app available for anyone in the world 
from any country to download and it is available in almost every country so uh, he said the chosen is humanizing characters in a way that's fresh that's raw that's real and every person that walks the face of the earth can relate to that and so he said they know someone like that or they're like that so uh observation number two here i i admit it trey i'm a little late to the to the chosen party <laughs> obviously i knew it was out there we reported on it i just hadn't had a chance to watch it and so i'm finally sitting down and watching it i'm halfway through season one and i mean it's just really well done i mean the casting the look you know the, I, they're not exaggerating about the kind of the way they're telling the story it's just like slightly different than typical or what you'd expect so i mean i just love it i think it's awesome and uh and so that's really my only observation is that uh the you know the old knock you know the old knock on christian entertainment it's like bad and cheesy etc i don't i don't think it really applies to this series so um so given that i'm watching it right now i just felt the the need to to point that one out and so so why does it matter out number three here i mean it matters because we should celebrate great christian content i mean you think about you think about all the dumb stuff we we um consume ourselves with like we fill ourselves with um i mean it's why i watch less and less tv to be honest with you it's because most of it's if you actually think about it like look at a promo for a movie for example it, it appeals to our lowest common denominator what what does every promo yeah. to a movie have it has has sex appeal it has violence greed crime something like that um and usually isn't very edifying for us now i know there's there's redeeming virtues in a lot of movies as well but to keep your entertain to keep your attention to keep keep you entertained it has all the other stuff and so i i know at the risk of sounding a bit like the caricature level of john piper here like no fun no fun for you but we do really need to be careful about what we're inputting into our minds and bodies and obviously everything in moderation is going to be it's not going to poison you you know but if you're just constantly filling yourself with this stuff it's it long story short it's refreshing to to actually be watching something like the chosen right now and and um knowing that it's good for my soul yeah. And, you know, I mean, I know that, that I heard this growing up all the time and it's kind of something that parents say a lot to their kids. It's like, you know, if you if you put junk in, junk is going to yeah, come out. Of course. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is it's true. I mean, if, if I if if I eat junk food all day long, uh, my body's going to start to show it. My health is going to start to show it. Uh, and I think the same thing is true of our minds. If we just fill it with junk. Uh, even if it seems harmless at the time, but that's all we're consuming is, is, you know, the desserts and the chips and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're just no, no. putting all this kind of junk into our minds. Uh, that's what's going to end up coming out. Yeah. Um, so it's important to, 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 like you said, temper what we're watching and to, to practice moderation. Uh, and, the show is just so well done. And Eve's told us uh, in another interview a little while ago, a few weeks ago, uh, the the decision to stream it for free and to stream it in so many different languages was just something that he said clearly was God orchestrating. And they knew that they just beyond a shadow of a doubt had to do that and make it free um, because they wanted as many people to see it as possible. And it's just the millions of people have seen it so far is astounding and it's even astounding to eves like he told us he said i wasn't expecting i think there's somewhere around 400 million streams around the world uh and he said i just i was not anticipating this kind of success particularly this early on um so just a, a great show if you haven't watched it yet uh, definitely download the app and watch it and also season one if you have a peacock subscription Season one is actually streaming there too, mm. so you can watch it in a few different places. Oh, very cool. I, I'm just gonna say, Trey, I'm not a fan of your food analogy there, because now I'm feeling doubly convicted because <laughs> as I sit here and eat Skittles 
and drink a diet Mountain Dew. Um, yeah. So that one hit a oh, little. I mean, little hit a little close to home over here. I'm sure the comment was a little bit hypocritical, hypocritical <laughs> on my part because I, I my diet is is <laughs> predominantly garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the, I, it, I try to moderate by every once in a while having a salad. The problem is though, <laughs> salads just make me feel like a rabbit. I'm not a big yeah. salad guy, right? Um, but I know that's not the point. That's not why people are here. <laughs> no, they no. don't. They don't really care about what we're no, eating. No, absolutely. Not. Well, <laughs> so, let's go. They're here for the last story because this is a great one. Yeah, let's get into story number four. <laughs> so, uh, standing at his kitchen window, ninety-year-old uh, Buddy McNabb had really what I can only describe as like an arc-like experience, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he and his three dogs watched the water around his mobile home. Uh, continue to rise and if you go on faithbar.com and watch the video it is a small little mobile home i mean yeah. it is it, there's not much to it um so this story really is incredible uh all right so here's three things you need to know and we'll start number one with the details uh, so a sheriff in waverly tennessee said sunday uh, that at least 22 people died in the record-setting rain that precipitated devastating floods in humphreys county and McNabb, initially believing he would be among those who unfortunately passed away, credited his miraculous survival to God during an interview with the Weather Channel. So as he watched the water level rise to his shoulder height, he said, I talked to God a little bit. He talked back. I was not afraid. He calmed me down and we just stood there and watched, talking about he and his, his three dogs. So a reporter for the Weather Channel then asked McNabb how he explains his incredible survival. And here's what he had to say. I'm a believer. God laid his hand on me. There ain't a question in my mind. If a person does not believe in miracles, come talk to me. Because God laid his hand on me. I was not even afraid. I just stood there, held on to the counter, petted one dog, uh, talked to the other two dogs, watched it happen. And when it got up about along here, I thought, well, you know, this is it. It's time for me to go. And about that time, the water started going back down. I mean, so just a, a really cool story and such a humble perspective that he has because he said earlier in the interview, he watched mobile homes just floating down mm -hmm. the street. Uh, and, and, you know, believing that his was going to be among those and his dad just stayed, stayed put. Uh, and the only explanation he could come up with is that it's miraculous. Uh, so, you know, number two is an observation here. It's encouraging to see McNabb have this kind of perspective, you know, to recognize the blessing it is to have survived the flooding. Uh, because God didn't have to do that. God didn't have to spare. He doesn't like for anything. He doesn't have to spare us from the consequences of this fallen world. Uh, but when he does, it's a blessing and, and we need to, to recognize it for what it is. Uh, and it's really cool to see uh, McNabb doing that, you know, 90 year old guy, just, you know, trusting God and, and, and being content, uh, you know, with whatever, whatever might've happened, but obviously he was blessed uh, to survive. Uh, so it's really cool to see him talking about that too on national television, on the weather channel in an interview. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? Like I said, again, it's just really cool to see people uh, 
being so humble and and crediting God, you know, like McNabb did, but please be in prayer for the people of Tennessee. And if you're able, you know, consider giving to charities that are that are there to help, like Operation Blessing and a Samaritan's Purse uh, has been on the ground and probably, you know, will be for for the time being uh, to help people who are, uh, you know, trying to recover and families who lost loved ones who are trying to recover, um, you know, the devastation that was left in the wake. Uh, of of this flooding, um, and certainly just be in prayer for them. Uh, like I said, because that's that's our first line of defense as believers, is just taking it to God in prayer and knowing that He hears us. And and not only does He hear us, but He answers our prayers. Not always how we want Him to, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. uh, but He does answer them because He's wiser than us and He knows more than us and sees a bigger picture than we do. So He's answering our prayers how how they need to be answered, even if it doesn't always seem like it. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I loved earlier in the interview as well. He was like, "Well, I saw my car just go moving <laughs> down the road, and that caught my attention." <laughs> just the way he describes it is so great. But it's funny because the Weather Channel uh, had initially it was the Weather Channel reporter, as you mentioned, they reported on it, and so a lot of the comments under there, most of them are positive. But you get a few of these that are like, "Well, the twenty-two other people died. Why didn't God save them?" And that view just frustrates me because you know you can. Praise God for sparing your life, but yeah. and while not understanding why, I mean, we're in a fallen world, as you mentioned, Trey, and God's under no obligation to save everyone from everything, and He has a purpose, an ultimate purpose in everything. And um, it, and let's not forget, it is a fallen world, so a consequence of that is that God doesn't have to sp- like the the wages of sin are death, and so we're we're all deserving of death. Again, I think that's something we forget often. We just have have these inflated views of ourselves. And so we kind of forget that. And so mm. so it's absolutely right for this guy to be crediting and praising and thankful and grateful to God for sparing his life um, for now. And so, um, you know, nothing wrong with that. So I, these people that think they're dunking on God's existence or whatever because a bad thing happens, you know, then the other thing you can say back to him is, well, why is it bad that someone dies I'd like to hear justification for that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know we've talked about relativism a lot, so so it's a, it's frustrating to see that discourse. But the good news was this guy's awesome, and um, people generally were pretty cool in the comments, so that's good. Yeah, and also we should just mention that this this guy uh, he's ninety years old. Yeah, and he went skydiving uh, apparently in June <laughs> for his ninetieth birthday. He looks he lives better by than himself. ninety. Yeah. Yeah, he lives by himself in this trailer and takes care of three dogs. I mean, what a rock star this <laughs> I mean, guy guys, is. <laughs> look, we should all be praying that we look that healthy and are that active when we're 90. Because I was actually surprised when it said he was 90 because he, yeah. he he's pretty spry for, for 90. And to be able to for stand sure. in water like that up to his shoulders yeah. and not fall over. But as he said, God was holding him up. So great story there. That's all the time we have for today. We'll be back here tomorrow with more news from a Christian perspective. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We will see you back here tomorrow.